So hi, everyone. Um, today, I'm going to do my first public uh, transmission of the Arcturians. Like I said, I had requested them to uh, talk about this specific topic, relationship. Based on my experience from uh, countless people I've interacted with, relationships seem to be one of the biggest problems. And when we talk about relationships, it's not just about spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend. It's also about uh, family. It's also about colleagues, co-workers. It could be about anything or any relationship, even with children or even animals. So because relationships are important for humans, we thrive on relationships. So they had uh, graciously accepted the topic. So I'm very curious what they are going to say. Uh, for me also, I get to learn a lot every time they come through. It's not like I already know the topic. So it's like, for me also, it's learning as we go. So a little bit about the Arcturians, if you're not already familiar. So I uh, channel the Arcturian Council of Seven. There are many Arcturian Councils, which I was not aware of. So uh, they are also my spirit guides. And I had asked about them, like how they are and how they look like. So I cannot draw it out how they look like, but I saw seven uh, members on their ship. They look all the same. They are from the star system of Arcturus, but now they don't live there anymore. They have a huge mothership as big as the moon and uh, their civilization mostly lives in that ship because they travel to other civilizations very often to help beings in that civilization, just like they are helping us. So. The Arcturians who I am channeling, they, their own ship, the Council of Seven, is hovering over Sedona, which I found surprising because so that's where Bashar's ship is also there. So yeah, um, that's about the Arcturians, and I hope you enjoy the session. Okay, so yeah, that's about it. I'll get started, and I'll see you at the end. Greetings. We are the Arcturians, and it is such a joy and excitement for us to interact with all of you today. How are you? We are very well, thank you. Excited to be here with you too. Yes. 
we have been observing humans and your interactions with not only us but other beings too and we have observed the best way to serve you is to help you navigate in your daily challenges which is why we collaborate with this channel to brainstorm newer ideas and newer ways we can help you navigate your daily challenges so that it becomes faster for you to move on your path of spiritual ascension so we are going to get started with our monologue today which is navigating human relationship we have observed that humans have a great reverence for community and permanence of relationships because you are comfortable with what is predictable given all the circumstances that you as a collective consciousness have endured it becomes easier when you are in predictable relationships we understand that but now that you are moving more into 4d and then 5d you need to recognize that this is not the only way to live because while living with a comfortable relationship where there are no conflicts is comforting it doesn't allow you much opportunity for growth we have observed very few humans understand what it takes to be in a healthy relationship and there is a great debate about what is the ideal relationship the ideal relationship is what not only creates growth for you but also creates it in a way that is pleasing for you now a lot of you will have difficulty even accepting this idea mostly because you feel that you cannot grow without conflicts or challenges whereas we being in ninth dimension can confirm that you don't need conflicts to grow challenges yes but from our perspective challenges are no longer challenges for us because we have a different perspective about challenges we don't feel any negative emotional response when we are facing a challenge because we know that is also part part of our path nothing is irrelevant for us so we are here to help you understand navigate different kinds of human relationship not just the relationship with your partner but any kind of relationship and to differentiate which ones are challenges that is going to help you grow versus the ones that don't serve you at all this differentiation this discernment is very very important humans and on earth have agreed to ascend at this point of time and it is critical that you have your mind space your relationship 
your mental peace sorted. The simple rule of thumb is go for relationships which are easy. When we say easy, where you can just be your authentic self without putting any filters or masks or game of pretending or playing any kind of games. Now, most human relationships are so much riddled with games and conditions. You may feel like, oh, there might be no humans that we can interact with at all. We'll become alone if we use these criteria. But that is not true. What is possible is when you start becoming your truer version, more authentic self, some people who are used to seeing your pretended side instead of the real side may not be of the same frequency anymore and they might not be able to even identify with you because you are not who you used to be. Now you're your real self, your true self. And they may choose to fade away from your life. You will notice that your values are conflicting more and more with people who do not resonate with you. How do you feel around such people? That is the key to understanding whether that relationship is good for you or not. Given that you have a lot of belief systems which creates fear around loneliness and lack of community, we would urge you to work on your belief systems that makes you feel that if you start asserting and being your true self, you are going to lose everybody. The neutral belief system will allow you to be okay being alone. We would highly recommend being alone rather than being with a person that lowers your vibration. The question to ask yourself is, why do you choose to be in relationship with such people, be it at work, be it at home, be it anywhere? How is it serving you? And is there any other way to meet that need instead of being with that person? When it comes to conflict or challenges in relationship, the key here is clear communication. When you have a challenge or a conflict with someone in any kind of relationship, what you must notice in yourself is, are you able to speak your truth fearlessly? Or do you feel like, oh, if I say this, this person is going to react this way. And then you hold yourself back. If you have a fear that this person is going to react in this way, ask yourself, has this person made me feel unsafe in the past ever if the answer is yes then probably they are not good people to be with they are not compatible rather instead of using the word good or bad which has very different connotation on your planet let's just use compatibility they are not compatible with you even if it is at work or any transactional relationship too if you are not comfortable speaking your truth with some someone, if you feel hesitance, we would urge you to first check if there is any evidence in the past where they have behaved negatively to you speaking your truth. 
most humans call it confrontation, whereas it does not have to be a confrontation. The key here is to not react, but respond. If you feel a lot of negativity about a situation, we would recommend first working on your own emotions, understanding them, validating them, why they are there, what messages they have for you. Every emotion has a message to deliver if you're angry. What about the situation made you angry? And say thank you to anger for delivering that message to you because that is going to tell you a value about yourself, which is important for you. Otherwise, anger wouldn't have been there in the first place. So do not ignore these emotions. These emotions can be felt in the body. So there are many mechanisms through which you can manage your own emotions, validate your emotions. And when you truly validate and accept your emotions, they will automatically go away. So once you feel much more calmer, that's when you go and communicate with the person about the conflict. If you are in the middle of a conflict, ask for some space so that you can deal with your own emotions first instead of reacting instantly, because that is going to not serve you or the other person. Hurtful words will be spoken. So manage your own emotions first before you speak your truth. And when you speak your truth, speak from a place of compassion. Because remember, they do not have a full understanding of how you feel about the situation. They don't understand your perspective. The major problem of conflicts is a communication breakdown and an understanding breakdown. You don't understand them. They don't understand you. And that is when conflict is created. Or even if you do, you have two different goals or motivation and they don't align again that is an indicator maybe you shouldn't collaborate with people who have very different goals than you because it doesn't mean they are bad or you are bad it's just that you are not compatible so speak when you have managed your emotions first tended to yourself first and then speak your whole truth how you feel about your situation and what you understood about their situation and what do you feel about what they feel about that situation because that is an opportunity where they are going to correct you and say that no we feel this about the situation allow them also to speak their truth even if you don't agree with them the first point is to simply understand where they are coming from because when you take the first step of trying to understand them which happens when you have calmed down your own emotions first, then they will also make an effort to understand you and see if both of you can share what you need and come to a mutually beneficial conclusion, which works for both of you. Make it a collaboration. Sometimes there may not be any collaboration possible after discussion, but let that be a mutual decision instead of a one-sided decision. So this is a very simple way to manage relationships. And we understand there could be many, many other 
complicated situations and it is difficult for us to go into each one of them and explaining what the ideal situation could be without having a full understanding about such situations. So we are going to take those questions for question basis and see how we can serve you. All in all, notice how you feel around a person when you are faced with conflicts. If you feel like, yes, I can talk with this person and we can work around or do something about the conflict that we are having, then you have a good relationship with that person because you know and even the other person knows that you both can work out the conflict instead of feeling unheard, unseen and misunderstood. A majority of human partnerships are based out of poor communication, mismatch of expectation and a lack of understanding. Some relations can be fixed with these simple things, whereas some are unfortunately not fixable in that sense. A lot of you will feel a lot of resistance when we say that move on from the person who you cannot connect with anymore because your collective believes in permanence of relationship. What we urge you is to look for permanence in relationships that serve you because in that way you also serve them. Remember, all relationships are serving you even if they don't leave any pleasant experience. But the question is why would you have an unpleasant experience on earth when you can choose to have a pleasant experience? If you have fears of being alone and not having found anybody to be close with, we would urge you to work on the belief systems that create such fears because that is not true. When you let go of people who don't serve you and do not have any expectations and are open to the universe sending you whatever it needs to, then people who are right for you will show up in every sense. So if you have resistance towards any relationship as a label, like say, if you have a resistance towards a spousal relationship or a child and parent relationship or any other relationship in general, not just a person, but in general, then there are some traumas that you have experienced in such relationship and you need to work on those traumas because even if you choose to not have any relationships, those traumas affect you in other areas of life. So become more self-aware of what you resist, what you are avoiding. Those are the key areas that you need to work on if you really wish to ascend spiritually. You need to let go of all the traumas and the negative emotions you are holding on to in your body and your aura so that you can lighten up and access enlightenment by lightening up. This is our general overview and we would like to explore the questions now because we have a sense that more will be unraveled when we answer some of your questions.
Okay, thank you so much. We are going to now start um, the questions. I would like to ask for Mili to unmute herself and ask her question, please. Hello, uh, I'm so happy to connect with you, dear Arcturians, especially this morning I got a card reading that you're going to be connecting, so it's just beautiful synchronicity. Um, I have a question regarding uh, narcissistic relationships. It seems like many stars see the, their soul has chosen a script to be raised by narcissistic parents or be married to narcissistic or psychopathic partners. Why do soul chooses such a tough experience since it's highly traumatic and it seems like we still struggle to overcome that and uh, it kind of shatters our trust in ourselves, in the universe in love and um, how do we even learn then love if we are being unloved all this time can you answer or give your insights please many of the star seeds who have chosen to be born at this point of Earth are here to help the Earth ascend. Now, you cannot help others ascend when you don't go through what others are going through because then you will be coming from a superficial perspective, which is why many star seeds have chosen the life theme of going through traumas so that you know how to navigate and overcome them so that you know how to transmute that darkness into light. Because once you learn how to do so, then you can show others how to do so. Because then you are truly coming from a place of empathy, a true understanding of their situation, because you have been there. So remember, your higher self chose this theme intentionally. And so did you, because now when you look back, you will see what you have learned from those and how much you have helped others silently, even by just being an example. Maybe not even, even if you are not a coach or a healer, simply living your life can be an example for others. So share your story as to how you overcame what you underwent when it comes to narcissism in general that is also a trauma response remember all beings even those who have chosen to experience more of the darkness than light have chosen so because that way they have agreed to contrast and show you who you are meant to be and in a sense, it also allows them to know who they are because they have an option to always change into something they prefer. So even though narcissism could be one aspect of their personality, there are many aspects of a personality of a human because humans are complex beings. So do not judge a person based on only one aspect. When we say this, we are not condoning narcissism or saying that is all right. What we are saying is you will never really know why they have chosen such a life theme. And it is serving them in some way which you may not realize. The point is to simply understand that their behavior towards you is hurting you and not compatible and simply choose to 
move on. That's what we would say at this point of time. Thank you. Um, is it okay if I ask one more more personal question? Sure. Yes. Um, I, I of course resonated with everything you shared with us, uh, and I had my share of challenges to leave toxic relationships and to really follow uh, my guidance, which I find really. Um, uh, demanding at a moment, especially if someone went through traumatic relationships before, like narcissism, because that uh, connection with intuition is a little bit hard. But what happened in the meantime is uh, the more peace I uh, claimed, the more awareness I got, um, the more loving I became. My physical reality uh, became kind of uh, really boring and lonely. I mean, I'm used to being lonely, but it's really like I barely have any relationships in my life. And um, I guess my question is like, why is that so? And is there uh, any opportunity that that might change or maybe even find a partner finally? Because that was impossible so far. Thank you. A lot of you who are taking the spiritual paths will have phases of such loneliness. This channel also experienced that in the last year, but it lasted less for this channel because she wouldn't settle for loneliness. She dived into what is creating that feeling and found the belief that was creating the feeling of loneliness and released it, after which she did, did not feel lonely anymore despite not having anybody to talk to because even though she had lots of friends she could not resonate with anybody anymore because of the path she moved to the spiritual path that she is on we are sharing this example with permission from this channel's higher self because this would give you some idea that you can transmute such beliefs too. The feeling of loneliness is caused by a belief that makes you feel it's not good to be alone. Remember, once you release this belief, you will start attracting the right people for you, just like this channel now has created this community. Even now, she doesn't have any expectations of friendship but she is getting more and more people who resonate with her and that is happening naturally because she has created that space for people who resonate with her to come so work on your belief systems work on your traumas that make you feel that you are not enough alone so that you reach a stage where you are very comfortable being alone and not feeling fearful or bored being alone because when you have worked through such belief systems you will notice there is nothing else much for you to do except for pursuing your highest excitement and once you start pursuing your highest excitement then your life can never remain boring anymore then even if you're alone you are simply so busy pursuing your excitement you don't even need or notice anybody around you 
And that is when you are going to attract the like-minded people towards you. So don't pursue your excitement with the expectation of attracting like-minded people because then you are going to create insistence and narrow what the universe has to offer. Have no expectations is what we are trying to say. And if you don't feel good about a situation, then ask yourself, why don't I feel good about it? And find different ways to work on your, find your beliefs and then work on your beliefs and release them because they are not serving you clearly. Does this serve you? Yes, thank you. I mean, I am doing what you just suggested. It's not like I'm always bored. It just, uh, I kind of miss, you know, like partying with humans and that kind of stuff. Then go that's for really it. Then well, find that's humans what I try to say. resonate with. It's all online. Like, if for some reason, the physical reality media is just not manifesting. That's all I wanted to point out. I don't know why. <laughs> there are many ways to meet people online and then meet them physically. You have certain apps that do so, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Not the dating apps. We mean all other kinds of apps that allow you to pursue the same excitement what you call as hobby groups or yeah, certain communities like spiritual communities yeah thank you i do that thanks yes um okay i have a question just following up with the subject uh, about narcissism um one question is how can you help us to understand a more productive way to be able to help someone who is narcissist how could we uh, navigate a person uh, or help them to make them aware i know it's their choice uh, but when it's someone really close to you some tips um, of how to help them this is a good question you ask because we have noticed many humans on earth are holding on to relationship that doesn't work because they feel they can change them this is what we are urging you to do do not try to change someone else do not try to change someone else do not try to change someone else and we'll repeat as many times as we need to because it is their choice to be who they are. You may not understand why they are choosing this specific life path. And it is not your business either. Because when you are trying to tell them or change them, you are rejecting whatever they have chosen to create. And they will put up with resistance. And that is where all the clashes will happen. If you notice that somebody is very close to you exhibiting behaviors that you do not like, put up your boundaries. Tell them this is not okay. I do not like this. This is hurting me. Please don't do this. And if they continue to do it, then create space between that person and you, no matter how close they are. Because when you are asserting yourself to be who you are, that I prefer love and I am going to choose love no matter what, 
and by your actions you're saying that if i do not sense love from you then i'm going to create space between you and me because all i choose is love this is who i am then you are giving them an opportunity to reevaluate their behaviors and their path they continue to behave in what you say narcissistic or psychopathic or any negative behavior is because you tolerate it you have to stop tolerating it because when you set the boundary and give them a gentle ultimatum this is not okay and we are going to just not communicate with each other anymore because this is not working for my mental and physical health they get an opportunity to decide hmm do i change my behavior or do i continue on my own path people who have soul contracts with you and who have already served what they needed to serve to show you who you are through these means will decide not to change and move away from your life so the moment you start holding on to such people you are going to regret and you are going to experience pain because you are attaching your value of permanence on the wrong person such person also can show you who you are by contrasting who you are not they are allowing you an opportunity to choose who you want to be in this moment because when you are choosing bad behavior you are sending the signal to the universe or the reality that you are creating or the belief system that you have inside which is creating this reality is that your needs are not so important and you are okay if somebody walks all over you is that the kind of reality you choose to create now when you make a choice that you are not going to accept it no matter how hard it seems and this is where most humans struggle which is why we are doing this transmission sometimes they may choose to change their behavior and if they do then that relationship becomes deeper because it gives you an idea how much they value you so as to they are respecting your boundaries now respecting your boundary doesn't mean they have to change remember it's again their choice if they are changing their own behavior that is according to their preference and whatever they choose to explore in their life so they are the ones making the decision and then you can decide whether this person is right for you or not most of you have family members who display such unhealthy behaviors and if you truly mean to ascend you need to work on your own beliefs and traumas for so that you start feeling worthy of love and companionship in every sense and in every relationship be it family or coworkers or children or friends or anybody because then you will be making choices which are more resonant with your true self you are going to experience less and less negativity in any relationship because now you are choosing only healthy relationships and nothing negative you are sending a clear signal to the universe that i rather be alone than be in a negative or toxic situation so then the universe has no other option but to manifest what is a like vibration for you because the universe is you you are your own 
the universe creating your own reality, then you are going to attract a different version of the same person or a different person altogether. So stop holding on to attachments that this is the only way. Ask yourself, how is this relationship serving me? Can I meet that need in some other way? Why are you attached to a relationship that creates pain in you? These are the questions you need to ask yourself. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was really clarifying. Um, I'm going to move now with Vincent. Could you please uh, unmute yourself and ask your question? Yeah, um, our desire for a relationship, is that a reflection of the knowingness or the intuition that we're one with source and we're seeking to have that union in a physical form do you mean having the desire to have a relationship reflects whether you are source no as a reflection of source as the oneness of source does that come back to us as wanting to be in a relation with somebody or something even because we know at some level we're one with everything So the desire itself, let's just put it in this way, source wanted to experience itself who it is because source is everything and also nothing. And in source's quest to experience who it is, a source split itself into many different components that source already is and contains. And in each of those individual expressions, source got to experience, oh, I am this too, or oh, I am this too, or oh, I am this human, or oh, I am that human too, or oh, I am this cat, or I am that tree, or oh, I am this planet, or oh, I am the star, or oh, I am this flower vase. So source gets to experience who it is and a different aspect of itself through each of these beings, be it living, non-living, everything that exists. So the main reason why you exist is you are one aspect of source and your life experiences allow source to understand itself oh i am this person too and these are my thoughts so when you are sad source is sad because you are source and source is experiencing what it feels like to be you when you are thinking and having these revelations source is also having the same revelations when you are happy source is also happy when you are engaging in your highest excitement Source is also engaging in that excitement. Oh, I like these things too. As compared to somebody who's opposite of you as well. Source is experiencing, oh, I am light. Oh, I am darkness too. Oh, I am love and I am fear too. Source is experiencing all aspects of itself, be it light or dark, through existence in different forms. And 
source also experiences through other forms which we are not going to get into. So coming to relationships, your desire to have a relationship is to experience more of who you are through the reflection of another person. So when you attract somebody in your life, that person reflects back to you what you need to experience, what you need to feel, who you are. Because every moment you are creating yourself, every moment you are redefining yourself. What you like today, you may not like tomorrow because you are changing your own definitions of self. You are the creation and the created. You are the creator and the creation, both. And through you, source is creating itself. Does that help you understand? Yes, I was thinking while you were talking, if we had more maybe wonderment as you describe source exploring itself, maybe if we looked at our partners as something to explore rather than um, some other version, but if we explore and look at the wonderment in the entity that's in front of us, like I do with my little dog, I look at her and I think she's absolutely amazing. And if I took that to a relationship, which I've haven't done up to this point in my life i think wow wouldn't that be an amazing thing just to yes feel that joy that that sometimes i look at the dog and i get this buzz i think wow isn't that incredible and i just think wow wouldn't that be lovely to look in a person's eye and it's almost an innocence but to look at it and go aren't you absolutely gorgeous you know, I just, it's just an interesting thing that, yeah. Yes, because you are reflecting back your own gorgeousness or your own wowness. Your dog is reflecting that back to you because you chose to experience this, the wonderment. So if you are approaching relationships as wonderment, that is what is going to reflect back to you. Is that what is. <laughs> exciting to you feel free to do that yeah thank you okay so that was great now uh, may i ask millie would you like to unmute yourself and ask your question yeah, sure. Always so many questions. Vincent, I really love what you shared about the dog. I agree. It's awesome. Um, my question, one more, is when you talked about boundaries, um, uh, I think they're very important, of course, because they are personal insurance. But I wonder, when we put the boundaries, uh, what do we actually radiate into the universe? What kind of message we are sending? Uh, because putting the boundaries is sometimes necessary because we are being attacked in different ways um so what signal we are then actually broadcasting is it like don't approach to me or like can you elaborate like what's the delicate dance setting, between boundaries and love yeah that's so the when you are setting boundaries you are defining who you are 
say if somebody is talking to you in a rude fashion which you don't like and you say please don't talk to me like that in a loving way you are setting a boundary thus showing the message you are sending to the universe is i my value is civility or politeness or being treated nicely this is the value i uphold by putting a boundary anything which is opposite of this value must not reach me this i do not prefer this is not my preference you are anchoring your energies of civility or politeness or from whichever place that need for creating the boundary is coming from you are sending broadcasting the message this is who you are this is who you are creating yourself in this moment does that answer your question yes very much so so basically our intention that comes within when we are doing that is the seems like the most important thing it's really a lot a lot how you define it. it's uh, claiming who you are actually it's not so much about defending yeah yes Thank you. it is always about who you are even when you are defending yourself against any situation you are showing this is who you are you are going to stand up for yourself you are going to say no to what is not right for you because you have a sense of right and wrong this is when you do when you stand up for yourself when you yeah. draw your boundary when you fight back sometimes and this sounds very paradoxical but sometimes you need to fight a war to get peace and when we say yes. that we do not say that go fight with others mindlessly what yeah. we mean is simply past your preference this is not we are going to allow and the other person if they do not stop then be prepared to fight for your rights for defining who you are now there is no right or wrong way you can choose to even just lie down and let them walk all over you you can choose to be that too there is no right and wrong because no matter what action you take you are still going to end up to source anyway and on that you are going to meet source so it's a free canvas you can choose to be whoever you are but if you are taking a path of self love then you need to define your preference through your boundaries be like a cell wall not a brick wall where mm -hmm. certain things are allowed and certain things are not allowed otherwise you'll not be able to function if you don't have a cell wall this is the reason why cells in your body have those permeable walls wow thanks thanks this is so useful because it can be confusing and very uncomfortable to actually proceed with the full uh defending of your boundaries <laughs> i was called in several occasions where i actually needed to call police in order to defend my own personal boundaries so it's just really not yes. pleasant to go through all that it is not but pleasant but then you are defining who you are and mm. continue defining who you are there are other ways also to handle situations so if you choose to explore that so be it mm. there is yeah. no right or wrong way we are only talking about what would be 
comparatively more pleasing as mm -hmm. the other options. You can choose to have a unpleasant experience as well. There are no rule books around that. It's your choice. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Millie. Um, now we're gonna ask us, uh, uh, could you please, Yogesh, unmute yourself and ask your question? I'm not sure if he's gonna be able to unmute himself. I will read his question, just wanna go ahead. He has two questions, I'm gonna read one of them. He asks, uh, do eating street food which is made by low, by vibrancy person or vibration person affects our energy levels in and in turn relationships too? Remember the food themselves may contain unhealthy ingredients or certain toxins which can impact your body when it comes to the energies of the person preparing it if they are using certain utensils instead of their hand their own energy imprints are much lesser what happens when somebody's cooking food or even creating anything is they are imprinting their own energies into it so there is nothing to be afraid of because if you believe that nothing can really harm you or hurt you then nothing can really harm you or hurt you it depends on your belief systems you and a shaman can be eating the same street food, whereas you might get affected, whereas a shaman may not. And that's because the shaman believes that everything is transmutable into light. So it doesn't matter what he ingests, he can transmute it. So a shaman can drink poison and still be alive without any problem because their belief systems allow them to transmute such energies so in a way yes when a person is creating anything not just food they are imprinting their own energies instead of being fearful about oh no i don't know what's coming in you can simply bless the food that you eat saying either you can call for your guides or you can simply say that I bless this food to be of health, good health for me. That's it. Even if it had any kind of neg negative emotional imprint, that will be disintegrated just by the power of your belief. This is the power of your belief. Your thoughts and beliefs are creating your reality. You have no idea how powerful of a creator you are. So. If you believe that food made by such people can be low vibration and can affect your relationships, then it will affect your relationships. If you don't believe that such a thing can happen or exist, then you are not going to experience that. That is all we will say. Thank you so much. Um, 
I have a question now regarding uh, marriage. Um, how sacred is marriage and is it even necessary? In your civilization, there is a strong tendency to have institutionalized unions with other humans based on certain needs and societal structures so that you can decide who's going to bring up the children once children are born from such unions. So the purpose of marriage is not simply a sacred union. You don't need marriage to have a sacred union. The purpose of marriage is to enter into an agreement about how you are going to distribute responsibilities, live your life, do what you need to do when you have children, and certain other societal constructs that you obligate yourself with. Again, it is not necessary, it's a choice. Thank you so much. I'm going to uh, ask now, Millie, would you unmute yourself and ask your question? Yes, sorry, I have so many questions today. Well, it's kind of correlated to Leticia's one, but my question is, when you see what we call future, where do you see that we are moving collectively? Because it seems like uh, that we have a very hard time to have monoga monogamous relationships. There's a lot of cheating, a lot of divorces. Um, are, are we actually more suited to be in polyamory or multiple relationships? Like what, what all this is reflecting truly to us? What you call cheating and breakups and divorces and all kinds of unpleasantness in relationship are happening because you have not awakened yourselves. And when we say you, we don't just mean you, we mean the human collective. You have not worked on your own traumas, you have not worked on your beliefs, you have not let go of your fears, or you have not integrated fragmented parts of you, which we call as soul fragments. If you do such works, if all humans do the work on themselves to integrate themselves, become more self-aware of their unconscious motivation and become more spiritually awakened, then there will not be any necessity for marriage. People can choose to have union with whoever they please. There can be all sorts of relationships and combinations Monogamy may not be the only prevalent way of union, but then that's subjective to humans. What you are going to more experience is when you do the work on yourself as a collective, you are going to experience more happiness no matter whatever relationship you choose to. And that very permanence that most of your collective consciousness wants to hang on to so dearly will happen automatically because you are happy with somebody so you don't see a reason to leave so monogamy would become more like a outcome rather than a criteria or a need 
or a dependency. So there is still a lot of work that humans need to do on earth while they are spiritually ascending to transform relationships to a more happier versions on your version of earth because the only way you can create happy relationship is when you are happy by yourself and have worked to clear all beliefs and emotions that don't serve you positively because then you are going to attract similar partners love it thank you so much yeah i think we are still in a very conditioning state and limiting and fear state but it makes sense monogamy or whatever is just going to be a result of our inner bliss yeah makes sense thank you that was great now um could you please um, mute yourself vincent yeah, my question is about uh, frequency. If we maintain a higher frequency by some form of permission slip, uh, breathing is one I've just come across again, will that maintain um, the boundaries or our um, sovereignty or our own power instead of giving it away by maintaining that higher frequency? A higher frequency doesn't mean you're not going to have any challenges because look at the challenges in this way. Your higher soul not only chose to experience who you are in this lifetime, a specific aspect of source, but your soul also chose to help others experience themselves as a different aspect of source. So even when you are holding a very high vibration, you may still face challenges. But the whole point of being very high vibration means you will be more accepting of it. You will not see it in a negative fashion. You will be welcoming it with open arms because you know you have chosen it for some purpose which may not be apparent to you right now but it is serving you and others in some way, shape or fashion. When you have this perspective about challenge that your higher self is throwing this challenge at you because it will help you realize more of who you are, discover more of your qualities that you have not discovered before or allow you to redefine now who you are as opposed to who you used to be in the past. So have a positive outlook towards challenges instead of trying to raise your vibration or frequency to avoid them. Remember, avoidance, judgment, resistance is going to make you stick to it because you are feeding energy by resisting it, by saying, no, I don't want you. It's like, think of it as a log floating in water and you're sitting by the water and the log is floating by you, the moment you say, I resist, you are putting your hand in the water and stopping the movement of the log. You're saying, I don't want you, I don't want you, I don't want you, I am avoiding you. And by doing that, you're feeding energy and blocking the log. When you are truly in state of acceptance, you'll see, oh, a log, hmm, 
I wonder what why it's here. And just observe it and it will pass. Because now you are not insisting, saying that you have no business being here or I don't want you or I'm going to avoid you or whatever that is or you are an ugly log. So any form of judgment, avoidance, resistance is going to create more of that in your reality. So simply be in a state of neutrality. Like, hmm, what is this going to do? Stay in a state of curiosity. Why am I facing this challenge? My higher self knows why this challenge is here. Maybe there is some opportunity here that I am not able to realize right now. Maybe something exciting is going to happen, which I'm not able to see now, but my higher self knows. Let's see what happens. Approach it with curiosity and excitement. And if it has to simply pass, it will pass and also serve you in a way it is meant to serve you. Does that answer your question? Yep, good one. Thank you. Yes. Um, I have a question that might get, uh, you know, the flow of this talk. Um, if someone cannot understand your actions and that person get hurt, even though you make your point, you explained or, you know, just shared the reason and that person is still get really hurt, suffering. And what is your responsibility here? To always or, speak your truth with compassion. Your intention is not to hurt that person. What your intention is very important. Your intention is to share your feelings with compassion. And when you're communicating it with them, they may have certain belief systems that make them perceive it in a negative fashion. That is not your responsibility to correct. Stay compassionate, hold your boundaries, and stay to your truth. You don't have to be rude or unkind with that person when you are communicating your boundaries or telling them that this is it and you cannot be together. You can speak your truth how you felt by their behavior and that you have had enough. You had given many opportunities for correction which they haven't utilized and you do not wish to expose yourself to further pain. This is your decision and you would request them to respect it. Sometimes they may not agree. We would always urge you to make a decision that is for your highest good. You have to understand and respect your own feelings first, because when you do so, you will truly understand how it feels like respecting others' feelings and emotions. Because even when that person is in pain and you are in a state of compassion and rejecting them compassionately, you will truly understand why they feel that pain because you have already experienced it yourself and you will realize that there is nothing you can do to change that. You can say certain things if you wish to, but the longer you hold on to that, it shows you there is something you are getting out of that situation by trying to console the other person. 
you can always choose to do that. Like we said, there is no rule book. You can choose to be whoever or whatever you are or whatever you choose to. But whatever your choice is, make sure it is in alignment with your own values and feelings. If you are choosing to be or console that person or be with that person, make sure you're happy doing so and not doing it out of obligation or formality or politeness or whatnot, because doing that would hurt that person even more. It would raise their hopes and expectations. So be compassionate and speak your truth and always honor your feelings. Remember, you can honor others' feelings only when you truly understand and honor yours. That is the key to respect others. Your behaviors will change when you start respecting your own feelings. Does that answer your question? Yes, that was great. Thank you. So uh, there's one more question from Yogesh Patel. Are you able to unmute yourself and ask the question? Um, I'm going to ask his question. He asked, you said you are the ninth dimensional beings. Could you please explain me previous eighth dimension and also the ninth dimension? It is incredibly complex for us to explain the other dimensions when you are used to only experiencing yourself in three dimensions. You already exist in all the other dimensions, but you are choosing to put your attention in the 3D because this is the theme you have chosen. But you do exist on other dimensions, but you're choosing not to experience or see them. And so do we. We are also existing in many dimensions. And the ninth dimension is an aspect which we are choosing to experience at this time. Just like in simple math, there is height, length, and breadth that define 3D. There are many other dimensions that can be derived, mathematically speaking, for anything that exists, whether physically or in any other form. The ninth dimension is a non-physical dimension. We are not able to convey how the ninth dimension looks like because the channel is not able to translate the complexity of how the reality is structured. We will attempt it at some other time. Great, thank you so much. Now, um, I just want to touch base with the time. We are about uh, an hour and 10 minutes in this um, transmission. 
we do have questions from our Facebook group um, and some other questions of my own. So uh, how are we doing with the questions so far? We would like to answer some of the questions that came from outside, namely your Facebook group because we sense some of them will serve most of you. Great. So I'm going to start here. Um, all right, there is Malik Mirage asked one question for the Arcturian. Want to know about Arcturian origin of my little girl in one of channeling it was revealed that she's Arcturian starseed. So what you traditionally call as starseeds are basically people who have had lifetimes in those places or currently have guides from those places. So the Asker's child has an Arcturian guide. That is what we can scan as of now. We would have required the person to ask the question to be able to tune into their energies and share more details, which we are not able to at this point of time. Great. Okay, thank you so much. Now from Pat Ihi, he, he asks, uh, what year will you make contact in, in person and where on earth? 2090, based on your current vibration. That's the year we are geared for open contact, but you can accelerate and bring it closer and that time the earth would have shifted its geography to a great extent because by that time the hybrid children will be here on earth and they would have modified and altered a lot of damage that you have done on earth by also modifying its geography so we would not go into the location as of now because it would anyway not make sense. Such location does not exist as of now, but it would exist in that year. Thank you so much. Now to follow up a little bit with this subject, uh, my question is, um, how can we develop a relationship with the Arcturians? Is my understanding that, um, I don't know if I'm correct. Uh, in order to have a deep relationship or more of a personal relationship with the Arcturians, is it correct to say that we may have a counterpart in the Arcturian civilization? Not necessarily, not necessarily. Why make it more difficult if you are drawn to the Arcturians? Simply talk to us. We have a symbol which you can meditate on it's an eight-pointed star you can imagine any eight-pointed star and meditate on it and think about us call for us talk to us ask for help and we will meet you in the astral realm and if you are ready 
we will also meet you in your physical consciousness through your channeling abilities or psychic abilities or your imagination in whichever shape or form you are open to receiving our message you don't need to have a guide to be able to communicate with us thank you so much um now let's see i do have uh, two more questions from from the Facebook. I don't know if some, anyone here would like to ask any other questions. No, we Please would like to take the Facebook questions. Yes. So uh, Jeff asked, I'd like to ask the Arcturians more about Moldavites. I, I think that's the way you pronounce. I'm not sure. I bought the Moldavite necklace and Moldavite balls in the picture below I, I, we can't see the picture um are they genuine or fake how to tell the difference between genuine and fake motivates your dreams open. okay we would recommend not wearing the motivates unless you have done the work on yourself to clear away all your traumas and beliefs that are not in alignment because moldavite is not from here and it can create unpleasant circumstances in your life you are, if you are wearing it. So keep it in your bedroom. If it is a real one, you are going to have very vivid dreams that you are going to remember on almost a daily basis. That's the easiest way to understand the power of Moldavite for humans because its impact is also on other dimensions, but you will not be able to perceive it because in 3D reality, it is difficult to perceive messages or information or happenings in other dimension. So your dream is like a portal to other dimension. So an immediate impact of the Moldavite, if it is original, to be even near you is to create vivid dreams. It has some other significance but it's not relevant for this question at this point of time. Thank you so much. We are all set with the questions for right now. All right, then we would move into the permission slip. So today's permission slip is to become more aware of your feelings. Most of you have a tendency of intellectualizing your feelings, meaning thinking your feelings instead of feeling them. If you really wish to experience an ascended version of you, you need to experience your feelings, both the nice ones and the not so nice ones. And the easiest way to reconnect with your feelings is to become more aware of your body because your feelings always manifest in your body. Your feelings are not some imaginary thing that you think. Your feelings are actual chemical responses generated by the body because your entire subconscious mind is within all the cells of your body in your electromagnetic field in your aura 
everything is your subconscious so these feelings are the soul's way of saying whether you are on your true path or not so if you have dissociated a lot from feeling or if you're afraid of feeling then there is trauma which you need to work on but today is simply connecting with your feelings once you start noticing what you feel in your body and become more aware of each and every feeling that you're feeling all the time then it becomes very easier for you to choose which kind of person is making you feel good most of the time versus when that person is not and similarly it will also help you follow your highest excitement because then you are aware and familiar with the feeling of excitement in your body then discernment becomes very easy so so easy because you are simply guided by your feeling now a lot of you will be resisting this thought saying that oh why should we just trust our feelings sometimes they have misled us or i mean what about the logical mind well the mind was never supposed to make any decisions your mind is nothing but what you call as the ego consciousness or the body's consciousness which has very limited understanding about everything it was not supposed to make these kinds of decisions relationship related decisions or when it comes to choosing your purpose or path your decisions should always come from how it makes you feel your feelings this is the reason since you have given too much importance to the brain and the mind and the logic just like similar to the grays you experience so much pain because the body has not much idea what is going on and it has a tendency of having a narrow idea or narrow perspective about what it means and when it gives a negative definition to some experience that's when you experience negative emotions so instead of trying to trust the logical mind or trying to make sense or analyze which most of you do because you have an anxious fear driven behavior pattern start noticing your feelings and start making decisions based on your feelings alone even if your mind says something different the easiest way to do is is what we are going to show you in today's permission slip is to connect with your heart center so take deep breaths we are going to connect with the heart center do 7171 breathing because that will calm your nervous system and prepare your body for this exercise thoroughly take seven count of inhalation of breath pause for one count then exhale for a count of 7 and then again pause for one count this is one cycle of 7171 do five cycles of this breathing now and the channel will do it on our own and we urge you also 
to do it now with us. Let's start now. Now, notice after doing the breathing exercise, what kind of effect it has on your body. Become aware of the various sensations that you're having in your body. If you are sitting, sitting sit in a relaxed position. If you are lying down and listening to this, relax your body. You notice any tension or tightness in any part of your body and relax it. Relax to the best of your ability and notice every minute sensations in your body, starting from your toes, your feet, your ankle, your calves, your knees, your thighs, your hips your back, lower back, upper back, your stomach, your chest, your breasts, your hands, arms, and fingers, your throat and neck, your shoulders, your face, your head. Notice any kind of sensations in your body. What do you feel? What would you name that sensation? And now, we are going to practice thinking of a happy or a loving memory at will so that you understand how a loving or a happy memory feels in the body, what sensations in the body is generated when you feel love or happiness so that you can do it every day as many times as you want to shift you to a positive emotional state and a positive frequency also make you familiar 
what happiness or love feels like so that you can start noticing these feelings when you are talking or interacting with others. Do they make you feel this way or do they make you feel bad? Because negative emotions will have very uncomfortable sensations in your throat, in your chest, in your stomach, in your solar plexus area or head or any other part of the body. It will create butterflies or very painful or crunching sensations or different kinds of sensation which are unpleasant in nature. That means that person is not creating good vibes for you and whatever they are saying or doing is not right for you. And those feelings are there to tell you, hey, this is not right. So notice those feelings and label them. What feeling is this and why am I feeling this? To get more in touch with your body. And this is how you discern what is right for you, what is not right for you by noticing the sensations in your body. So let's do this exercise. Think of a happy or a very loving memory. Think of a moment that you truly appreciated. Relive that memory that made you feel happy or loving or grateful. What is happening in that memory? What are you doing? What made it so pleasant for you? Re-experience it now in a few moments of silence and notice the sensations in your body when you are experiencing the happiness or the love, how does it feel like in the body? What sensation it generates? Where does it generate those sensations? How does it feel like to relive that happy or loving memory and notice the sensation for a couple of moments?
take a few deep breaths and imagine sending this pleasant sensation throughout your aura. Imagine as if you are sending this sensation, this vibration throughout your aura, basking your aura in it, filling your aura, your electromagnetic field with this sensation, the invisible bubble that you have around you. That's what we call as aura. Fill your bubble with this feeling in your imagination. So now that you know how happiness or love or appreciation feels like in your body, you can do this exercise with any other feelings like inspiration, motivation, excitement, hope, joy, anything of your preference so that you become more familiar how it feels like in the body. Because when you get more used to how each of these emotions feel like, anything that does not resonate with these is going to tell you that is not your path. And you can use this simple and easy to use emotional guidance system, guidance system to navigate not only relationships, but other decisions in your life. When you're making a decision, how do you feel in your body? Does it feel good or does it feel bad? Is there a conflict? These are the awareness that you can build around your emotions and your body and make decisions that are that create more positive emotions in you because those are the ones that are good for you for this specific life theme that you have chosen. With this, we would like to take our leave today. It was exciting to be interacting with all of you in this way. We wish you good luck and good day. Thank you. How are you guys feeling? This was uh, amazing. Awesome. <laughs> Very uplifted and feeling really good. Amazing. Yeah. Great way to have a party. Sorry? It's a great way to have a party. Yes. <laughs> <Nice>. That is. <laughs> amazing. So,